Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I hope you're having an amazing day so far today. This is a listener request episode. So I did an episode probably a few months ago now, and I mentioned something in passing and got an email about it. And I'll just tell you uh, exactly what the email said. It says... The episode when you described one of your standards was if you can't buy two, you won't buy one, meaning if I can't afford two of this, I'm not going to buy one. She said, my mind is blown. I've read books, blogs, followed financial and health and wealth sites, and I've never heard this before. Thank you for the nugget of wisdom. Would you consider doing an episode on other standards for health, wealth, and relationship building. Let me first explain the whole can I afford to buy two thing. So let's say I'm shopping for a new couch and I really love it and think like, I I can swing that. It's steep, it's pricey, but I can swing it. What I use to help me make decisions is not can I afford this or even can I pay cash for it? But rather, can I comfortably afford two? Not because I'm going to buy two. I'm only going to buy one. But that is the standard that I use before making a decision. So if I can comfortably afford two of the couches, and that doesn't mean dipping into the kids' college funds or anything like that. If I can comfortably afford two, I'll buy the one. Or let's say you are buying a new car. It really doesn't matter if you're paying cash for it or you have a payment. It works for both. Let's say you're considering a payment and it's $500 a month. Can you comfortably add $1,000 a month into your budget for this? And if not, find a different car, right? That's, That's my standard. And I will say this, my standards aren't your standards. What matters is that you have a standard instead of winging it. The other thing that I think is important to mention is that this wasn't always my standard. Not only because financially I wasn't in that place, but also there were times where I just didn't have standards and my life reflected that. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I had stupid debt plus student loans and things like that. 
I was over 350 pounds. I, I did not have clear standards. But over time, I've really thought about how I can make great decisions, even with something like a house. Let's say you're buying a house and the mortgage payment is going to be $3,500 a month. I would ask myself, can I comfortably afford $7,000 a month? And there are a few reasons that that's my standard. Number one, it's never $3,500 a month, right? If you're going, let's say you're, you're buying a bigger house or a nicer house, or you're moving from being a renter to being a homeowner. There's all sorts of things that you haven't thought of. Even if you've thought about utilities, maybe you haven't thought about insurance or when taxes increase or any number of repairs, any number of other things. The other piece of it is just wanting to make sure that I don't just start spending more every year. Because what happens for so many people is that we make more, we spend more, we get a raise, we adjust our expenses upward to match the raise. And so people struggle to get ahead and they don't escape financial pressure or financial stress and they don't end up creating financial freedom. And so this helps me to do that. There's a lifestyle creep that happens as we make more money or even if we get a payment from insurance or we get a tax refund that we just spend it on things and the things have upkeep. For example, last year we put in a pool and I really thought hard about the price of the pool and and that can I afford two of them thing. But the fact of the matter is there are all sorts of ongoing expenses, whether it's the pool cover, paying somebody to open and close the pool every year, something breaks on the pool, you know, your fence around the pool gets damaged in a storm. That happened to us like a month after we installed the fence. So part of it is wanting to make sure that we're not just perpetually in this place of lifestyle creep where the more we make, the more we spend and we never really get ahead. But the other part of it is making sure I'm responsibly leaving a buffer for all of the things that we really don't know are going to be things until we're there. We did a, an addition on our upstairs when I was pregnant with Roman and I knew how much it was going to cost. For the most part, we stayed within budget. But what I didn't know is my utilities skyrocketed after redoing the space. Still haven't figured that out. But there are all sorts of things like that that happen, whether we're talking about new living room furniture or a new car or anything at all. But again, that's my standard. It might not be your standard. What matters is that you have a standard. And I would say, I talk to my spouse about anything over a thousand dollars. I would say that's not a standard. That might be like how you keep peace in your relationship, but I don't think that that's a financial standard. So anyway, when I shared that, pretty much in passing in an episode a few months ago, this woman reached out, said she loved it, and wanted to know if I would share other standards that I have for health, for wealth, for relationship building. Let me just say this about relationship building. Not an expert there. <laughs> I, have, I have shared a lot that that's an area of my life that 
has been a struggle for my whole life, primarily because I was a very overweight kid. I was a very, very overweight teenager. I was an extremely obese young adult. And part of how I responded to that, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback and look back on how I could have done things differently, but how I responded to that was isolating myself and not pursuing friendships, not maintaining friendships, not participating in social things. And so while I had some romantic relationships throughout my teenage and young adult years, I really didn't develop or cultivate friendships. Uh, So I'm not the person who has like really great tips for (laughs) relationship building. Even within my marriage, like I'm not an expert. I am looking to learn from as many people as possible. You know, one of the one of the interesting things, I wouldn't call this a standard, but one thing that I have heard a lot about marriage or romantic relationships, that is something Chris and I are always paying attention to and working on is make sure that your couple friends are people with solid relationships. Because what you don't want is for your couple friends to be people that, you know, put their spouse down or, oh my gosh, she's driving me crazy. Just the other day, there was somebody over the house who was referring to his wife in kind of a humorous way, but with unkind words. And afterwards, I said to Chris, see if those are the the primary people that we have as like couple friends, then that shows us, instills in us, even if it's subconscious, which I think it often is, that that's normal. And it brings down the bar that we have for our own relationship. So that's something that we're always working on is making sure that we are spending time with couples who have really strong relationships. That is always, you know, an effort for us. Uh, We have a lot of those friends who aren't local to us, but developing those relationships close by is something that's important. But I do have standards in other areas where I feel more confident about my skills, confident about the standards that I've worked really hard to develop. And and I would say several of them you've probably heard me talk about, but maybe not in the sense of like, these are standards for me. And as I share them, know that they might not resonate with you and that's okay. The point here is have some standards. As I shared, I know what it looks like and feels like to live without standards. It doesn't really go very well (laughs) at all, at all in any area. One of my standards is never skip twice. It used to be that if I had a day of overeating or just eating foods that aren't aligned with my health or my goals or whatever, that then it would turn into two days and three days and a week. And then I would pick some arbitrary future point that I'm going to start in and I'm just going to get it out of my system until then. And that's really ineffective for so many reasons. Not only does it stem from a mindset that is pretty illogical, like getting it out of my system is never something that really happened. What actually happens is that I get to a place of lower energy and therefore lower drive, lower motivation, generally overall lower mood state. I also perpetuate cravings because what we eat, 
we want to eat more of. So the more sugar or starch or processed foods that I eat, the more that I crave those things. So get it out of my system and start again on some future date was just never logical, ever. And it certainly didn't support the way that I want to operate with food or the example that I want to set for my kids. So now it's never skipped twice. It is no big deal at all if I have ice cream. It is no big deal at all if I don't go to the gym today. There are going to be those moments and I do not feel bad about them and there is no drama, no judgment, no shame, none of that exhausting crap. But I just get right to the next thing. And so with a workout, that means the next day I'm going. It's cool to not work out today, but tomorrow I'm working out because the first time it's a one-off. The second time it's the start of a pattern. With food, it's the next choice, the next meal. So if I have ice cream, that's not, well, I blew it. Here we go. Now I might as well have pizza. No, it's, I had ice cream. Fantastic. Now let's get as quickly as possible to my next great choice. Same thing with relationship communication. Okay, so I just snapped at my husband. Well, that's not a reason to then give the cold shoulder, go upstairs, be snippy, be distant. I'm going to get as quickly as possible to the next great choice. There are going to be that, those moments where I'm disconnected or where I'm short-tempered. That is what it is to be human. But a standard that I have is that I don't skip twice and I get to the next great choice as quickly as possible. Another one, and this is huge for me right now, huge. This is a standard that I use every single day. And that is don't let not being able to execute the ideal keep me from doing something. This is a standard that I have. It very well could be that I planned to go to the gym today and I knew I was going to get in a 40-minute workout. But Chris is home late. I can't get to the gym because of the baby. I'm not going to let my inability to execute what I establish as the ideal, going to the gym for a 40-minute workout, keep me from doing something. So that means I can swing my kettlebell for five minutes after Roman goes to bed. I can do push-ups or planks or squats or whatever while I'm playing with Roman. We can run outside. There are going to be a ton of moments where for whatever reason, I can't execute the ideal that I had, but that is no reason to not do something. So maybe I plan to have steak and asparagus and sweet potato fries for dinner, but my mom brought over, I don't know, chicken. Just because you know she brought over her famous from my childhood fried chicken That doesn't mean that the evening is totally shot and I can't eat well. I can make myself a salad. I can make sure to take my supplements. I can also have what my mom brought over, but not being able to execute the ideal is not a reason to throw it all out. There's always something I can do. In pregnancy, this comes up all the time because maybe I really feel like I have an aversion to the Brussels sprouts that I plan to have today. That doesn't mean that my only option is to order pizza or to have macaroni and cheese. Just because I can't execute the ideal 
that is no reason to not do something. So this happened the other day. I just really didn't feel like I could stomach what we had. So I made a charcuterie board and I had apple slices and some cheese and some meat and some nuts. And that was a better choice than saying, let's just order out. There are going to be so many moments where I can't execute the ideal, even with work, but I can do something. And that is a standard. When I can't do what I intended to do, I can do something. I intended to spend 30 minutes organizing this closet today for whatever reason, that's not going to happen today, but I can spend five minutes. I can spend three minutes. I can spend 10 minutes. Don't let not being able to execute the ideal keep you from doing something. This next one's a big one too in terms of standards, and that is value, honesty, most with myself. For the longest time, I I valued honesty with other people. I don't think it's okay to lie to other people. However, I somehow realized that I was lying to myself a lot. I was lying to myself a lot about things like, I just don't care, but I did care. In that moment, I just said I didn't care because I was being emotional and I was acting like a kid and I wanted to justify the desire of that moment. And I wasn't being fully honest with myself. Or in saying things like, I don't have time to work out. I wasn't being fully honest with myself. I do have time. I just want to use my time for something else. I want to be able to lay on the couch and watch Ozark. But I do have time. I do have time because I spent 30 minutes on Facebook today or because of any other reason. It's not okay for me personally to insist on being honest with others and to insist that others be honest with me, but not be honest with myself. So brutal honesty with myself is a standard. I can choose to have the ice cream, but I cannot say something like, my cravings are out of control and, or or I just don't care about this or I'll start tomorrow because tomorrow has nothing to do with it. That's just a line that I would throw out there to make me feel better about something. But tomorrow has nothing to do with the choice that I'm making today. So a standard that always existed was I don't tolerate dishonesty from others and I'm not going to bring dishonesty to others But I recognized my own hypocrisy until I adopted the standard that honesty with myself comes first. And speaking of things coming first, this is a newer one, a newer standard that I had to add after having kids. Because what happened was in my effort to balance time being a full-time stay-at-home mom, time with work and work time being cut so short because of naps and this and that and just I can only work if he's sleeping or somebody else is here to help uh, at at this stage in the game. What happened was I started saying like, I don't have time to work out today or I didn't have time to eat well today or even like I didn't have time to get a shower today. Anything that, that falls in the self-care 
but I did have time to get to the post office to mail journals out for my clients. I did have time to respond to client emails. And what I noticed was I was putting work above my health. I was putting a one-on-one time with Roman over my health. And look, it's easy for me to say nothing matters more than my kids. But if that's really true, then I have to be healthy for them. Because if I'm not as healthy as I can be, then I'm not putting them first. And this developed as a standard right around Roman's first birthday when I'm trying to get all this stuff done for work, especially because I'm trying to get ahead before the twins are born so that I can take some time off when they're born. And I'm home all day with Ro and I'm trying to get ready for the birthday party. And I have these doctor's appointments that take me you know, away all day. And there was a day, I think it was the day before his birthday party, when I basically decided in my mind, I don't have time to work out because I need to do these other things. And there was something that made me pause in that moment and ask myself, well, what are these other things that I'm saying I have to make time for? And they were things like, I needed to record a podcast. I needed to get journals to the post office. I needed to make Roman's cake. And it was just this aha moment of why in the world would I put getting to the post office on a Friday over my health? Because the fact of the matter is Chris could have gone on Sunday morning or I could have gone on Monday morning. And if that's what needed to happen so that I needed to work out, that's what needs to happen so that I can work out because there's no universe in which it is logical to put my business above my health. Because if I don't have my health, there's no value to the business. Similarly, if I'm saying I have time to make a cake for my one-year-old, but I don't have time to get in a workout for myself, That just doesn't reflect the kind of priorities that makes me the best mom to Roman. Roman would much rather have a healthy mom than have a cake that he's not going to eat and he's not going to remember. And the fact of the matter is, if I were really being honest to go back to the previous standard, there's time for both. Because I would stay up until one in the morning to make the cake. So I can go to the gym now. And if I have to make the cake later, I can do that. I was just saying I didn't have time because... I wanted to use the time differently and I didn't want to prioritize my health, but there's no value to my business or to my kids if I'm not healthy. So my health is the top priority. Work does not come before my workouts. That doesn't mean that the workout gets done first in the day. It rarely does, but it's not acceptable for me to say, I can't work out today because I need to record or I need to respond to emails or I need to work on this thing. That's just not not okay. That is a standard that I have set. Similarly, it's not okay to say, well, I have to do pizza today because I don't have time to cook a healthy meal, but I did have time to work and I did have time to play with Roman because I would rather put Roman in his playpen and let him do things independently And take the time to prepare a meal. Because once again, none of the other things have value if I'm not healthy. If I'm not here for it. And then the last one, and this is, I just believe in this so strongly. But again, 
these are my standards. They don't have to be yours. You just have to have some. Work to eventually have enough passive income. Passive meaning it comes in no matter where you are and what you're doing and how you're spending your time to cover your essentials. At a minimum, work to eventually have enough passive income to cover at least your essentials, your mortgage, your insurance, your groceries, your gas, your utilities, all of that, even if it takes you 10 years. And the fact of the matter is there are enough free resources because of the internet that it won't take you 10 years if you're taking advantage of all the free resources that are out there. But you got to work towards it. It's not going to happen overnight. It's probably not going to happen in a year. It might take you three years. It might take you four years. But it is worth it. It is okay if you are not there. It took me years to get there. But it was worth every ounce of effort. And I would gladly trade time watching TV for time setting that up because then I have more free time to do whatever it is that I want to do. And I can catch up on any show. Work to have at least enough passive income to cover your monthly essentials whatever that is for you, your mortgage, your car payment, your homeowner's insurance, your health insurance, whatever it is, no matter how long it takes you. And trust me, there are enough free resources on the internet for you to understand all of the ways that you can do that and how to do it intelligently instead of like fumbling your way through it and you're still not there after 20 years of trying. Get there over time. You don't have to get there right away. But those are some of my standards. I don't execute them perfectly every time, but I am aware of them. I am working towards them. And I would say more often than not, I get them right. And I'm always improving and I'm always changing. And if you ask me what my standards are in a year, they'll probably be different because life will be different. But having something that guides your choices instead of kind of winging it, that's a big deal. Make it a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. Hey!